really, really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. If you guys can't hear it in my voice, I am excited for our guest tonight. You know, I started in a new job. I've been a little bit down and I'm like, yo, this guy's coming on tonight. I am super pumped. Before I introduce him, Mung, I know you got a lot of things going on. And then we got a stranger in the in, for you guys watching on YouTube in the upper right-hand corner. We might be able to uh, introduce after his little hiatus here. Mung, what's cooking for you, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? You can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. I have been crazy busy just updating all the Dynasty rankings with all the free agency moves and trades that have been going on. So you It's like every 10 minutes, man. I saw you on Twitter. You're like, yo, Matt Ryan news. Let's change it up. Like every single time, you're like, let's change it up again, man. I love it. I know, just nonstop. But you guys can find the most up-to-date rankings all over at Fantrax HQ. And this guy, you know, he might not need any introduction, but guys, guess who's back? 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 Da 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 da. Come on, join in. Da da da. No, it's great two, to be back. Two smash except hosts go round the outside. No. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, baby. No, I, hey, great to be back with everybody on Smash again. Really been looking forward to this, especially with the guests we have coming. Absolute badass. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been really, really cooking for me. Work's got it kind of heated up for me some, so I haven't been able to jump in, but I'm bringing it tonight. Get ready. I'm excited. Yo, tonight's guest needs no introduction, but he's one of the best content creators out there. You know, he writes at Yahoo, Football Guys, co-host of Football Guys Mailbag Show, you know, that he does with our boy Dave Kluge. Uh, You know, it might be Tuesday while we're recording, but this is the man who made Thirsty Thursdays a smash success for the Dynasty community. He needs no introduction, but Troy King, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, guys, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate the warm intro. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm really excited about this episode of Chop It Up, y'all. I got to say, man, like uh, we were talking about it backstage, like you and I both used to write for Dynasty Happy Hour. Shout out to Tyler Gunther. He's the man for giving us a shot. But I mean, like, dude, your rise from there has just been awesome to it to you know like i've respected you from the from the word go but like what you've been able to do over the last two years talk to us a little bit about that that journey because i mean you know you've been able to talk to matthew barry chop it up with some of the best right for yahoo football guys i mean you have really taken off no man i appreciate it no it's been it's been a heck of a ride i've contributed to ball blast fancy intervention before i even got to football guys and obviously everyone at football guys they went at yahoo they've treat me with nothing but respect. I've learned so much from them. So again, I feel like every day I'm still learning and improving and I'm getting better. So I think that's really what it's about, you know, trying to be consistent, trying to be different, trying to be, I don't say innovative, but just trying to stand out. But I think it's every day just trying to improve in my craft and it's been an awesome ride. Yeah, you young bucks are like that, but even old men like like John and I, we can still learn, you know, and that's what we're always oh, yeah. trying to do, <laughs> throw that out there. Troy King, baby. So tonight's episode, you know, we could just sit here and talk about free agent stuff. We're going to do it smash style. So this is going to be smash or pass. You know, we're going to start out talking about all these free agent signings because, I mean, Troy, it's been crazy, right? I mean, like there has not been an (laughs) offseason like this ever before with the trades. And I mean, just talking about quarterbacks here, which is usually a position where we don't really talk about much in the offseason, right? Is we're talking about what new wide receiver came in, what they're doing with the O-line, what's going to happen here. Where I mean, the quarterbacks are just changing hands at a rapid pace, and it's crazy. If you're not doing your homework, you would, you're going to miss something, right? Like, some people are going to think that Matt Ryan's still a Falcon, you know? So it's just like, <laughs> it's crazy how fast-paced everything's happening. Exactly. Well, let's start with the first one here. And what we're going to do is we're going to kind of reference things a little bit to DLF's current Dynasty ADP. And we're going to start out with Deshaun Watson, you know? And, and Mung and I... From, from the word go, we're like, Deshaun Watson is a buy in Dynasty. He's going to come back. When he does, that value is going to skyrocket. And now that he's in Cleveland, so now we know where he's going to go. And we talked about it last week where that, that value went from you might be able to get him thrown in for like a first-round pick. Now you're talking last week we saw 102, 103. Sometimes we're seeing three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson in Superflex. And right now, we're going to start with you, Troy. We're looking at smash or pass as the QB7 overall for your dynasty startup. Oh, smash. 
he top five? I feel like it's hard to make an argument for him not being top five. I mean, like, because I think also he we haven't seen him for a while, right? Because we everyone knows the whole Deshaun Watson situation. But when he's playing, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, especially for fantasy. Like, he could put up 30 points easy, like, in his sleep. So, for yep. me, top five, like, you know, for me, like, you know, there's people who might – you know, I know Burrow's new hotness. Give me Deshaun Watson, old Burrow, all day. In terms of fantasy, like, again, like, he's obviously you got the rushing floor, and then he just – he can do it with the passing, too. But, yeah, top five confirmed, that's a smash. I love that. I mean, John, if you're in a startup right now, right, You do, where do you put yourself if you take Deshaun Watson? You know, you almost set yourself yeah. up where you have to play the game a little bit, right? You take Josh Allen mm-hmm. or Patrick Mahomes at one or two. You can play win yeah. now, or you can play – move back a little bit. If we take Deshaun Watson in that area, which, uh, Troy, I'm on board with you, man. He -hmm. is my QB5. I love Deshaun Watson on the football field, you know, and we were doing these things. But you take him, and all of a sudden, that changes the direction of your draft, potentially, with the suspension coming. Yeah, that's the thing, um, because I'm with Troy. I mean, that's where he's already proven he's a top-five QB. Done. But for sure, if you are – if you're going for it, you're pushing in the chips for 2022. You're competing – that's the thing. That's the only reason I hesitate. You know, I, I, I played a win. And so that's the only thing I'm worried about is this next season. And so in a startup, if you take them, you, you may actually want to build a roster around year two. You may, you may want to consider maybe not a full punt, but that's the only reason I, you know, I, I'm a little bit, a little bit, little bit more concerned about that situation. The other thing too, and, and, and Troy, we should get your thoughts on this too, but in Cleveland, like there were some landing spots we were talking about where he was going to go like sky high with Watson. But with Cleveland run first offense there, you know, I feel better about having Amari Cooper in there. But I don't know how are we feeling about that overall offense for Deshaun. Does it even matter? I'm almost Actually, thinking yeah. I, I'm glad he didn't go to Atlanta because people were talking about <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Pitts's value was going to skyrocket. How does it go up more? You're already Is it going to be moon. like. Do you get him before you take the 101? Now? Like, was he the 1.00? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't get higher than that. But I didn't mean to cut you off. That was oh, – no, no. let, let's talk about Cleveland a little bit. I would say that the main thing – you're right. The run-first offense is definitely a factor. But this is probably the best offensive line that Deshaun Watson's ever played behind. So, for yeah. me, that's, that's also right. a huge benefit, right? So, I think maybe he does it more efficiently, right? I think he's good because mm-hmm. – I think he scores fancy points more efficiently, right? Obviously, you got Amari Cooper. I believe they're going to bring in more talent. We'll see what happens with Will Fuller. I'm expecting him to sign with Cleveland. That would just make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. But I would say that, you know, they're not going to change their whole philosophy because of him. But I just believe that Deshaun Watson, he's still going to find a way to get it done. He's just way too talented. He's still going to use it, you know, he's still going to use his legs to run the ball. They're not going to be – they don't need to be an extensive passing team. And I just – I'm just excited for what's to come. But, yeah, but I feel like the running game is only going to help Deshaun Watson, yeah. again, just be I more efficient. So. And, and I believe the over-under on Will Fuller, you know, if you guys are gambling, it's one and a half games before he blows a hamstring. But, I mean, I would totally love the talent there. Mung, a guy that you've been big on in that same situation, I mean, Amari Cooper goes there, and he goes to the Browns, and everybody starts downgrading him in Dynasty, and he becomes a buy. I got him for a, a mid-second, you know, in, in one of my teams because they're like, oh, man, he's going there with Baker. Man, did that look good quick, right? I mean, now we're in a situation where he gets to Sean Watson. He's the clear number one there. What have you done with Amari Cooper in your rankings? Yeah, to be honest, I haven't really moved him all that much from prior to where he was in Dallas. I think the quarterback situation is a slight upgrade from Prescott to Watson, but it's not like he was with, you know, a terrible quarterback before. Um, as for Cleveland's, you know, run first offense, I do think that's going to shift a little bit. Uh, They were trying to hide Baker Mayfield a little bit, especially with that injured shoulder for a lot of the year. So I'm not Mm -hmm. too worried about pass volume. I think he's a fine wide receiver, too, with upside for this year and the next few years with Watson. I love it. We got a trade that just got sent in, Troy, if you can help us out with this, from my man at DangerRussFF. So this kind of encompasses multiple things here because Watson and Chubb in a 12-team Superflex or Trevor Lawrence and Najee Harris. He says he's contending. You got to break it down. Watson Chubb or T Law and Najee? Watson Chubb. I just feel like, I mean, I love Najee, but I feel like Trevor Lawrence, like we're hoping that he 
we he can't get worse than he did last year, right? We're expecting to be better, but how much better, right? Like we just talked about. We know that when Watson's on the field, he's top five. We already know how good Nick Chubb is. Yeah, he's a little bit older. He's 26, I believe. Najee, I know I believe he's 23 years old. So, yeah, he's a little younger, and Najee has the pass-catching upside. But to me, it's the difference between Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence to me that really tips the scale. So I'm going to go to Watson, sir. Yeah, and if you're – I mean, if you're even not contending, it's a tough situation there because – I mean, Watson is what we want Lawrence to be, right? Like, that's where we're, we're hoping he gets into that top five. I love Najee, but yeah, Chubb as well. Uh, John, we haven't had your... Full Chubb. Woo! Oh, full, full Chubb. Chubb. Yo, full get Chubb. the cowbell out for that, man. We ain't messing around. He's no. going full-on Chubb with that one. Mung, no can we bring it home? Yeah, smash except that. There we go. Hey, going from one quarterback to another, we talked about Deshaun Watson. Is it time to let Russ cook? You know, we got Russell Wilson. John, I'm going to start with you as this one. As the QB 10, is that a smash or a pass for you? We, get, You know, he goes now into Denver from Seattle where there was a lot of run-first opportunities. QB 10, is that a smash or a pass? I, I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm going to smash this. Um, you know me. I really am typically a guy that, that's trying to compete every year and – I think that's actually pretty decent value for, for Russell Wilson and getting him, let's say, in the, in the second round of a startup right now feels pretty good to me. I think you could build around that. I do think he's going to be cooking. Are you with me on this, Troy? It is. <laughs> I mean, they went out and got this guy. They got all the weapons. <laughs> it's not going to be, I don't think, a real conservative offense. I mean, they, they brought in, the again, the previous OC from Green Bay. So, okay, they're, they're going to – we know what that offense looks like, but – Look, I mean, you got downfield threats. You got Judy. You got Sutton. I, I think that uh, he's going to be cooking this year. We've been we've been wanting it all the time here, Troy. I mean, is this finally where we get to see Russell unleashed again? I hope so. I'll say <laughs> so. In terms of so, I feel like QB ten. I feel like I think I'm going to smash, but I feel like it's like, it's like right there, right? I yeah, it's like right there. I, I'm with 10. you. It's eight through eleven. Yeah, he's right there. So it's like I it's somewhere like in that range. Yeah, right. I was gonna say QB like ten to twelve, right? I feel like he's right. Mm-hmm. There. He's a QB one. Like he's definitely a QB for one. sure. So I, but I mean the same thing you guys all said, right? And I believe the running game. I hope. I actually hope the Broncos re-sign Melvin Gordon. I know the Javante Truth isn't gonna hate me for that, <laughs> but just as like a football team that tandem it just works right it just makes yeah. sense for a football reason right so i believe i'm assuming melvin gordon's going to be back and like you said the pass catchers alberto judy sutton kj hamler tim patrick like don't don't sleep on those guys especially right in on. fantasy you can get those guys for cheap they might be more involved than we think so I but like yeah it. i feel like he's has an amazing situation also they have this strong defense that's going to hopefully put the offense in good situations too so there's just nothing but to love. The only thing I don't love for Russ is the division is hell. <laughs> so that's well, besides we, that. John and I were talking about that. There could yeah, be yeah. some shootouts, man. Major shootouts. I mean, we're talking that KC. We're talking about the Chargers. The Ra- I mean, those games are going to be exciting, right? I mean, they're, all wait. four of those Can't are wait. just going to be something oh, that's just Fantasy incredible. Wise, he's going to be just fine. I'm talking about, I'm like fancy and real football. Real football is going to be hell for Russell. But I feel like besides that, <laughs> yeah. fantasy situation is wow, beautiful. And I got a trade done right before we got on here. I was talking about, I was on the phone with John, no lie, because I, I was seeing if he was, you know, crawling out of his hole, if we were going to get him back on the show again. Super excited about that. And then the, this trade comes through and I was like, boom, I hit it. All right. So I, I hit the smash accept button. This is a 10 team super flex. I've been in the ship four out of the last five years. And I'm like, I'm going to rebuild, right? I lost Tom Brady. I was like, Josh Allen was my only quarterback. Tom Brady comes back and the guy hits me up with this offer today. And I couldn't pass it up. And I want to get, Mung, I'm going to start with you, and then I'm going to pass it over to Troy. Jonathan Taylor and Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and the late 23 first. And this is a PPC. My team is absolutely loaded. So it will be somewhere between 109 and 10. I will be in the ship again. I have that feeling. Mung, what do you think? Yeah, I would smash Russell Wilson and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, especially Boom. points per carry. I, I know how good the 2023 class is supposed to be, but at the same time, Taylor's an absolute stud. And honestly, depending on how the, the offense, uh, you know, gears up in the first year with Wilson at the helm, it wouldn't shock me if he scores similarly to Josh Allen this year. And I was pumped to do the deal at first. But like when Brady announced the retirement, I'm like, I'm going to rebuild. So I trade Austin Eckler for DJ Moore in this first. And now the first ends up getting me, you know, ends up essentially getting me Jonathan Taylor in the deal. So 
Troy, what do you think of that deal? I mean, <laughs> you know, I love Josh I mean, Allen, so I could say nah, I could go either way with it. But no, nah, it's no, it, there's only one right answer. It's the Jonathan Taylor side. There we go. That's what. <laughs> let's go. I love this. I love Josh Allen too. Troy, smash it. Exactly, but that's just that you got smash except right. And I feel like <laughs> sometimes, again, sometimes this is where people might get too cute with the draft picks, right? I know the 2023 first again. I'm sorry. Give me the Jonathan freaking Taylor and Russell Wilson, who's in an improved situation. Yeah, it, that's too easy. For me. I love it. Let's let's talk about you know we're talking another quarterback. John Aaron Rodgers is back. And then all of a sudden we're like, yes, Rodgers is back, baby. And then like eight seconds later, Devontae Adams is gone. So these are our two guys. This is like a combined one. We have Aaron Rodgers as the QB 11 and Derek Carr is the QB 16. So one guy had, you know, one guy had Adams, one guy gets Adams. Are we smashing, passing, or are we splitting it up? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, you know me on this. I have a lot of Rodgers on my teams. I am smashing Aaron Rodgers at QB 11 ADP right now in a startup. I, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I, yeah, of course, it's going to hurt losing his boy Devontae Adams. I, I'm not. Yeah, but gonna we, we look that. at the splits, man. The yeah, road over splits. That's the point. Uh, I yeah. mean, we're looking at 27.7 with Adams and 28.8 without. Right. You know, I, mean? I know right. Kluge sh- turned us both onto that. Yeah. Go check that yeah, out. Yeah. And it's like, but those splits don't lie. I mean, that's he's that's back it's to back not MVP one or two games. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're going to get—they're going to bring in some weapons for him. I mean, they're not going to spend that much money on Rodgers and just have a completely depleted wide receiver core. And, and look, I mean, I actually kind of like Lazard. Um, I do think that they're going to have to bring in another alpha. But Rodgers has always shown when Devontae is not on the field to your point on those splits, he can still get it done. And they want to win, so he's going to—he's going to do what he needs to do to win those games. And I—you know—I think that you look at that contract. There's a little bit of risk with Rodgers, and I, I think that Mung might actually pass on this one, but I'm still smashing Rodgers. Mung, you've always been the Rodgers pass. You've, you've been pushing him back. QB 11, is that a smash or a pass for you? Yeah, it's going to be a pass for me. I think I've got him <laughs> at QB 17. And Woo! He's a, We're like past the joint there. Man! Mung, he's, a, he's a fine back-end QB 1 for redraft, right? We just know that even if he has zero weapons, he's still going to put up Rodgers-esque numbers. But I don't know that I see elite production for him without Adams. Right now, it's Tunyon coming off an ACL tear as the tight end. Lazard's fine, but he's not really a true number one. And obviously, they're going to bring in some talent to help that receiving core, hopefully. But we know that Rodgers takes some time to build rapport with his receivers. So for me, you know, he's going to be 39 years old, too. Not everyone's doing the TB12 diet, so I'm not banking on him lasting till 45 necessarily. For me, QB11 in Dynasty is a pass. You say he's a fine QB, but that makes me think, for me, he's a, he's a fine QB. Why don't you back that thing up? A little juvenile. T-King, tell me, man, smash or pass at QB11? I got to throw out some old school, you know, some some vibes. We had some Eminem. Hey. I'm throwing out some, some Juvie. Hey, I love that song. So... I'm going to be more in the middle, but surprisingly. Oh, no, no, we can't go in the middle. There's no, 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 no push. I'm going I'm 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 to answer it. I'm saying it between John and Mung. I'm passing. I'm passing on QB 11, but I'm not going all the way to QB 17. <laughs> that's a little speed for me. <laughs> I feel I think, that. Yeah. I think that's going to be more like, I say QB 13, 14, because here's the thing. It's like we can't ignore how big of a deal Adams is. Rodgers mm-hmm. will be just fine, right? No one's saying that, oh, he's just going to automatically suck, but it's like, the upside that Adams brought, there's no, mm-hmm. there's even if they draft a, you know, a wide receiver in the draft, no one's just gonna come in there and bring the consistency and production that Adams has, right? So it's just like Rodgers will be fine. He'll put up some QB one numbers, but there's just so many guys. Like I rather have Stafford over yes. Rodgers, right? So yeah. like that's a perfect example Jack, of somebody Jack. that's like some people might be taking their runs. Like no, nah, give me Stafford all day over him, right? So yeah, I just. Again, like he'll be just fine, but I, he's definitely a little bit lowered for me without that. Well, and, and, and John, does Stafford fall? Is Stafford twelve yeah. right now? Right? Is that kind of where I just got yes. him at like QB fourteen and Smash four? He just deal got that four year deal. Yeah. You know, Allen Robinson's mm-hmm. there. I think they bring OBJ right back, right. and I'm like, we, right. we play. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. We play for two year, two to three year windows yeah. with yeah. Matthew Stafford in a four year deal. I mean, that is one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in that range. And I'm glad you brought that up, Troy. Yeah, and I, I think, look, you could take advantage of this situation because of the current uncertainty 
if you're going in startups right now, or you want to pick up maybe he's a QB two for Rogers. He is sinking down a little bit right now. So you can't jump on that. Like, like Troy just said, if you can start to sneak into that 13, 14, 15 range or get value in that range, I might, I might have to do that. You guys should consider that for our listeners. Absolutely. And what about Derek Carr? I mean, Troy, we yeah. got him at QB 16. Now we go from a guy who's, you know, he's perennially in that QB 18 to 20 range. Now all of a sudden he gets Devontae Adams. He gets a healthy Darren Waller. He gets an emerging Hunter Renfro. And yeah, now all of a sudden yeah. Derek Carr at QB 16. Is that a smash or a pass for you? That's a smash. I say I have him like I say QB yeah, like man. fifteen or so. I feel like that's perfect range. Like yeah, like Derek Carr. You cannot ignore. And you got Josh McDaniels there too. Yeah. Like, just, and again, mm-hmm. just just things are just, just wheels up for yes, <laughs> it's wheels up for Adams, right? It's just again like and Hunter Renfro too. Like Hunter Renfro is your QB. Sorry, your wide receiver too. Like uh, just I'm very excited for. And he Derek Carr is always underappreciated, right? Like he's always underappreciated, and he's always that one QB and super flex that you can always usually get late, you're not going to be able to rely on that anymore, right? Everybody's aware of what's happened. So he's going to be creeping up, but I, I think he's a value. I'd love Derek Carr. Yeah. And, and Devonte Adams is interesting too, because I have so many people saying, you know, I had him as my dynasty wide receiver seven. I know Mung's got him on that fringe wide receiver one area when he was in green Bay because of the age. But now all of a sudden, I mean, a lot of people are selling cheap. You're like, there's like, I got to get rid of Adams. And we said the time to sell Adams was last year where you could get, you know, you could get yourself an AJ Brown plus. Now all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're not going to get that great a value for Devonte Adams. And, and he's playing with his college teammate. Now Derek Carr and him always had a great rapport. It's going to take a little bit of time to connect, but he's still a, you know, a fringe wide receiver one, a lot of drafts. I'm still seeing him, you know, it's very polarizing. I'm seeing some people are taking him, the second or third wide receiver, you know, after Jefferson and and Chase go, and then other times he's fallen to the, you know, mid third round is like the wide receiver ten here. Where do you guys have him at for dynasty now? I mean, I know that's the the interesting call because he is you know twenty nine years old. What do we do with Devonte Adams? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. It. Receiver, oh, go ahead, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I I I know you got your rankings out. Um, and I, I think I might be a little bit higher than most on Devonte Adams. I just I'm gonna bet on that talent. I love the situation him pairing up with Derek Carr. Super motivated. He wants to show out in LV. So I think that um, any, anything after those first maybe six wide receivers off the board, I'm real comfortable picking up Devonte Adams right there. And I, I think that for the upcoming season, he could still put up top five numbers. I would not be surprised. And the interesting thing is where he's going. He's going in a tier with guys like, you know, we're looking at Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, you know, and that's kind of that area that he's falling there. And I'm starting to move him on the back end of those guys. You know, mm-hmm. and I think I, I really like those yep. three guys more than him if I'm doing a startup. Because when I do a startup, I don't like to take a guy that's 29 years old. I like to take a guy like Jalen Waddle who has that ability. Yes. And Troy, I know you're a Dolphins guy, so you you got to love Waddle. And Mung and I absolutely <laughs> love the guy. But his value <laughs> yes, can – for the most part, only go up here, you know, and then we got a guy like Devontae Adams where even if he wins you a ship this year, it's definitely going to depreciate in value. So it depends on what you do with those first two rounds for sure, John. Uh, Monk, where do you have him? And I know you were kind of going to chime in there, but I had to throw that out. Yeah, and, you know, I said maybe three, four months ago that I had Cooper Cup ahead of Devontae Adams because of the distinct possibility that he could leave Green Bay this offseason. Um, and no doubt about it, still one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. My only issue is, is Derek Carr going to force feed him near the goal line like we saw Aaron Rodgers do, right? We know that Rodgers loves to, loves to pass near the goal line, but they've got Josh Jacobs there. They have another big red zone threat in Darren Waller. I just don't know that the touchdowns are going to be quite as high. So, I mean, I feel similarly like I do with Rodgers, right? Like, I'm not worried about Devontae Adams. I think he's a fine back-end wide receiver one. He's but doing again, that. I don't, he's trying to get me to I say juvenile again. Elite numbers are there. <laughs> Troy, <laughs> dro- drop a little – see if you can split it up here for us a little bit. No, I agree with everything Mung said. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything that he said, he says, I feel like it's hard for me to put him any higher because he, he he deserves his respect, right? He's going to be just fine. But I feel like wide receiver 10-11, I feel like that's 
more than fair for like a 30 year old wide receiver going to a t- it's a new offense right like yeah i don't care how true, good true. you are it's a new yep. offense where he's gonna learn and yeah they play in college together college was a long time ago for most of us for most of us but accessory for them but again like yeah he's going to be fine he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers like more probably more times than not but it's not there's no there's no one that could tell me that's going to look anything like it was in green bay so that's why i feel like he deserves the yeah. respect back in wide receiver one i feel like it's very fair so we went yeah. from a real quick soon, while oh, we're on adams i wanted to say i want to get your guys' take on this i i have Derek carr ranked slightly above aaron Rodgers in dynasty and i want to know who you guys prefer there I can't yet. I can't do it because I mean, again, I play for that two to three year window, and I got Rodgers at least three or four spots ahead because I do believe they do get him some weapons here. You know, like the weapons are for Derek Carr have moved him up. The talent between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr isn't close. You know, so I like I feel like that's that's the biggest thing, and I trust Green Bay to you know. I mean, they got they got multiple firsts here to play around with. I mean, how awesome would it be if they go to you know, the, the Saints and try to get Michael Thomas or they go to someone. I don't think they're just going to be comfortable sitting back. I mean, I feel like making this move to sign Aaron Rodgers with the amount of money they gave Aaron Rodgers, being a win-now team with what we talked about last week where they are in an absolute salary cap hell. You know, like they're in a spot where they got to win, you know, because of that that investment in Rodgers. So I've, I don't think we're done yet. I don't think we're done seeing a trade here. I think they go make another move, even if it's just Jarvis Landry and and one of these, you know, get a Chris Olave or another guy in the draft here. So I personally have Rodgers ahead. I have him a little ahead too, Monk, but I think it's it's a good debate worth having. And as the offseason goes on, I'm sure we'll have this debate again. But I just but, have him just a notch. But again, he's he's climbing up my rankings after these moves. I mean, before this happened, I think you could get at least one first in Superflex difference of Derek Carr in a first. You, you know, it might even been a little bit more than that. Now I feel like if you could get Derek Carr in a first and get you get a little bit younger and you're going to get I, – I, which I believe Derek Carr could put up QB1 numbers this year. I think that's kind of that's kind of the move. Speaking of QB1s, Tom Brady is back. You know, right now Tom Brady in Dynasty is the QB20. You know, we're talking about one of the, the OGs here. <laughs> Troy, are you touching him at QB20? Absolutely. I'm, at QB20, <laughs> For absolutely. sure, man. It's like, yeah, it's just like, again, like he's he's – Freaking Tom Brady, right? We saw that he's we saw what he's been doing last year in his I guess quote unquote old age, right? So yeah, QB twenty is an absolute steal, right? Granted, like you said, two to three windows, two to three year windows. He's playing this year, and I wouldn't be shocked if he played next year. But that's right. like the absolute limit, right? Like he's he's got to go after next year if he plays. Right? I don't <laughs> I don't see him playing past next year, right? So I feel like he's gonna play at least the next two years, and then yeah, so QB twenty. For a QB1, yeah, give me that all day, smash. And we talked the last couple months where I've been buying him for a pair of thirds or a late second. I'm still comfortable giving a late first in this year's draft. If I don't have a quarterback and I it's 111, 112, I'm still fine buying, we talked about it last week, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, to get you that championship, to be that QB2 who's going to put you over the hump. Speaking of QB2s, we got two other guys. That are right there. Matt Ryan is QB 24. He obviously moves from Atlanta to Indy. And Jameis Winston is back in New Orleans at QB 23. So, Mung, I'll start with you on QB. We're going to smash or pass. And then which one would you rather have at this stage in Dynasty? Which one who? Between Brady and Ryan? No, 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 no. We're all taking Brady over Matt Ryan, I hope. Oh. But Matt Ryan or Jameis Winston. Come on, it's my boy oh, Famous God. Jameis. Matty Ice or Famous Jameis. Yeah, it's funny because I have Winston at QB 26 and Ryan right behind him at 27. Um, I, I think I would lean Winston here because, one, you know, he is coming off the ACL, but at the same time, the Saints have a strong offensive line. they got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And then Winston brings a little bit more rushing upside. Uh, a little bit younger as well. And then at the same time, we saw that the Colts really are very run heavy. That's why Jonathan Taylor is so elite in fantasy, um, which I don't know how much that leaves for Matt Ryan. I think he's a solid quarterback upgrade for them over Wentz. But in terms of fantasy, I don't know that he's going to be putting up monster numbers here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm torn because I mean, Carson Wentz did – he made so many – Horrible mistakes, but 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I mean, Troy, is, is Matt Ryan still capable of that from what we've seen? 
because he makes some of those decisions too, where he's like, he needs that offensive line. So now he gets an upgrade there. What kind of season are we expecting from Matt Ryan? And would you prefer Ryan or Winston here? I'm definitely taking Winston over Ryan, but because also Winston just provides more upside, right? Just like Mung was saying, like Winston to me provides the upside. Matt Ryan is very safe. Like he's a very safe QB too, right? He's not, to me, I feel like it's going to be very rare that he puts up huge numbers, right? I think he's going to be fine. Again, it's a very run heavy offense. I think it might be efficient. He might throw two touchdowns a game. Maybe I don't see him like throwing for four touchdowns, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think like, I mean, maybe he could do that, but I don't see that happening on a consistent basis. But I feel like I feel like it's better for Matt Ryan for like the Colts than it is for fantasy. You know what I, I mean? Totally so I, agree with that. So totally. I, that's what exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, so I feel like that's what it is. And I think like I think it's an upgrade for him. I think he's a he's a QB two. He's a QB, I think he's like a borderline QB two in fantasy, which he's fine, right? He's a fine guy to have as a QB two. But for Jameis, again, we've seen Jameis. Being a gunslinger, yeah, he might make mistakes, but again, he has that upside that you're looking for in fantasy. And at that price tag, I'll definitely take Jameis. And he's younger, so. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I'll add here, Mike, like I'm actually probably going to pass on both these guys, though. My style is not to go after those more like conservative, consistent QB2s. You want guys that do have the upside. Jameis is worth considering, but I got to tell you, I don't know what to expect in new orleans next year i don't know what's going to go down no sean payton uh we'll see but I'd we got rather... two more situations like that right i mean like yeah. mitch trubitsky in pittsburgh oh, yeah. and mariota in atlanta yes. i mean we got to talk about no, them as pass, well pass. <laughs> i mean I, I like mean, no. the mitch so i gotta give a shout out to to cousin Vito. he's in smash three you know he runs he does the football podcast he uh, does wrestling podcast he's actually one of the biggest heels and he actually is a professional wrestling coach like he's just an awesome guy and he was he he went up and he got Trubisky he got Mariota he like hit every single one of these guys that was was gonna land a job and that that was smart you know a couple weeks ago right now people are trying to say hey they're trying to cash out on Trubisky trying to cash out on Mariota I sold Mariota in Smash Four for the two oh four and a twenty three second and I'll do that all day like I think Mariota is gonna be serviceable but is he even fall in that qb2 category trubisky is where we wanted we wanted everybody to go to pittsburgh right i mean claypool deontay johnson i mean just so many Najee harris there's so many weapons there troy do you like either of these guys for you know obviously we're looking more we talk about two three year window this year we got to be just looking at what can these guys do for 2022 and then that's what it is right if this is a redraft question i i would like them right i feel like because after next year, I don't. Does anyone believe that Mariota is going to be the new franchise quarterback? Does anybody believe that Mitch Trubisky is no. going to be the new franchise quarterback for the Steelers? No. But one thing that the, both of these guys have is they do provide rushing upside, which that's what we like in fantasy. And who do I like? I have to like Mitch Trubisky better than I like Matt. I mean Mariota because the Falcons' offense at this moment is putrid. Like that roster is horrible. So right now, give me Trubisky over Matt. I mean Mariota, but again, what years that sound like? You know what I mean? Like we're talking about Trubisky versus Mariota. You know, we're talking about these guys. It's it's really. really I haven't come to grips with it yet. But Trubisky has Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pratt, Frymuth, Najee. So it's like he has weapons. So it's like uh, he could be somewhat enticing. Uh, We again he. If hopefully we don't see Matt Nagy version of you know Trubisky, and we see a whole because everyone's so optimistic, people are optimistic about Trubisky. I hope he proves everybody wrong. I hope he shows that he's a franchise quarterback. I'm just I gotta see it from him. Man. I, I don't have much faith. <laughs> I, one of our one of our listeners at Jordan Fisher, uh, he sent in there. He's like one question he had for you, Troy, and I'm I'm not trying to take away the question, but he's like, who stands to lose the most? from the NFL draft. And I think it's these two guys, right? I mean, the, both of these guys, there could be a quarterback taken in Pittsburgh or Atlanta where it's like the window on these guys went from, you know, they potentially start this year, maybe a little bit next year to six game starters. Guys, I mean, first Mung and John, before I, I pass that back over to Troy, these guys, I mean, if you get a second round pick for any of them, is that an absolute smash for you yes. guys? <laughs> yes. I'll yeah, take I, a second for either of those guys, unless you absolutely have to. Nothing else at QB. Uh, don't don't shoot yourself in the foot there, but 
Uh, I'm taking seconds, yeah. Yeah, and Troy, I mean, if you're if you're looking at this, are there any quarterbacks out of this draft that you really like that think you think could step in day one? And I mean, are these the guys that you think also could seriously lose some value? So maybe he doesn't step in like week one, but Malik Willis is obviously the hot name. But some people that, you know, people smarter than me have talked about maybe he's not ready, you know, week one, right? Maybe this he still needs to develop maybe something like the Trey Lance route. I've heard some things like that. But to me, that would be somebody I'd be interested in. I know there's Corral, there's Pickett. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And I've heard a lot of things. Oh, Pickett to the Steelers might be something that happened, right? And we have Sam Howell, you know, in the mix. I don't know how the NFL feels about him yet. So I feel like if they draft any of these guys, that just tells you that, you know, Mariota and Trubisky are on a time crunch, right? I don't know if any of them step in and just is the starter. But I feel like the one that's most upside is Malik Willis. I think we perfect. All can say that, but yeah. The perfect transition because that is our next thing is – there are two guys, and Malik Willis is my one-on-one when it comes to Superflex. You know, I love Brees Hall. But two guys have a current ADP of QB 17. That's Malik Willis. And then, John, we've been saying it's two a time for a long time. Yeah, but your boy, your boy, Troy, two a tag of Iowa. They're both at that 17. I'm going to make you choose. You make me choose? Yeah, I'm going to make you choose. So they you both have Troy. the ADP of 17 right now. And the tricky thing with that is... Tua is not worth the 101 when you when you talk to most people. But I think the man has some serious upside for this year. Quarterback, the coach is finally backing him here. He's got some weapons. Talk to me a little bit, Troy. I'll be I'll be 100% honest. I'm probably one of the biggest Tua stands out there. But if it was up to me, I would tell people take Malik Willis. And the reason why is because this year is Tua's last prove it. He has to be – Let's be honest, he has to be almost incredible, right? Mm -hmm. Tua has to take such a huge leap because if he doesn't this year or if the Dolphins suck or if we miss the playoffs, we all know the 2023 class is stacked, right? And Mike McDaniel coming in, again, he didn't draft Tua. He's inheriting Tua. So Mm -hmm. 2023, he has the ability to pick whatever quarterback he wants, and we know that class is loaded. So unless – Again, I love Tua. I believe in him. I think he's going to improve, but there's a huge chance that he doesn't. So if there's any, if he, again, if he's average, they're moving on from him. So that's my fear in taking Tua over Malik Willis. We know whatever team has Malik Willis, he's eventually going to be their starter, whoever drafts him. So to me, that I find more security in that in Dynasty than Tua who he could be something and he could, you know, take that next level and he could be the Dolphins franchise quarterback or he can be out of a job. So that's a risk that you have to. So you only get some one shot. Do not miss your chance. Eminem up there in the corner with that hoodie on. Yo, so Eminem, are you, are you, what are you thinking of Tua this year? I mean, what are you willing to pay for Tua in dynasty, you know, you got a super flex. He's startup. He's going in that, you know, QB 17 range. I've seen him go yeah. as far as QB 20. If we're talking rookie draft capital, you know, I, I told people that I was willing to pay 108 and I got, mm-hmm. I got some backlash for that. Cause there's a lot of people out there in the dynasty community said they wouldn't pay a first for two at this point. I agree. I agree. But he's become that guy, right? Like I love Tua. I love his talent, but he's become that guy where he hasn't necessarily been that bad, but people are starting to lose faith in it. They're starting to not Mm -hmm. believe because he hasn't broken out, you know, and sometimes we get that guy where we expect him to break out and he doesn't, but he plays all right. He plays good. He's definitely worth the first round pick. He's worth the first. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I think we'd all agree on that. I'm listening and learning from Troy here, though, and I, I'm, I think I'm with him. There's enough risk here to where if he is your QB2, and maybe you could get him pretty cheap right now. You ought to look into it, test the market. But you do need to have another option, and I kind of like picking up one of these rookie QBs. In fact, I, maybe Malik Willis and Tua, one of those guys ends up being your QB2. It could be Tua this year, Malik next year. That might be – I mean, you have your own little bridge QB plan there. But I got to tell you all, Malik Willis looked pretty good today at his pro day. And I'm feeling better Dang. about him by the minute. Every year we know, like, there becomes this QB frenzy. These teams start getting desperate. They miss the uh, little uh, musical chairs that we just played. And, you know, Carolina, Seattle, I think still Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I mean, these, these are going to be some teams that are going to want that QB. And so I could see somebody moving up and picking Malik. And so, uh, you know, that's a guy that I'd be pretty interested in, in taking at that 101, 102 range in these drafts. 
Right, and I think he is that 101. Don't trade that 101. I, I have a lot of people saying, hey, you know, I, I'm thinking about moving back from the 101 to the 103, 104. Don't do it. Now is not the time. You keep no, them there. Hold, baby, hold. I mean, I'm, I, I'm hearing some people softening up to the idea of him going all the way up at two to the Lions, you know, and it's like they started, you know, they got Amon Ross St. Brown, they got Hawk, they got Chark now. I mean, that, you know, that becomes a situation where with his rushing upside, that could be exciting, you know, into next year and then and halfway through this year. Mung, is is Willis still your one, 101 in Superflex, or are you starting to really warm up to Brees Hall? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm usually a quarterback value in Superflex kind of strategist, yeah. so definitely the 101. I think it's pretty easily Willis over Tua, um, you know, echoing what you guys kind of said, one, the job security for Tua. I mean, if you look at Malik Willis, right, still a lot to be, you know, developed as a passer, but He's basically Jalen Hurts with more job security. Look at it exactly. That way, right? He has a great, he has, has a great comp. He has the rushing upside, which Tua does not. And I think Tua can be a good, efficient game manager um, with Mike McDaniel at the helm. But I don't know that the fantasy upside is going to be there. I love it, love it, Troy. Another thing, since we're going to stick with your Dolphins here, I mean, first of all, what do you think of the Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert signings? I mean, you know, Miles Gaskin was pretty much the only only guy in town. Duke Johnson went to the Bills today, which I absolutely love when they didn't get McKissick. But talk to me a little bit about your instant reaction to the Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert signings. So when Chase Edmonds was originally signed, I was a little bit surprised. The reason why is because the 49ers offense. They rely so much on speed. And Chase Edmonds isn't slow, but he's more like a 4-5 guy, right? Where versus Raheem Mostert, he's like a 4-3 guy. You know, Eliza Mitchell, more like a 4-3 mm-hmm. guy. Like 4-4, four, 3-4-4, four, 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 I, I don't have his 40 time in front of me. But like, you know, because they use that zone scheme. So, you know, going to the outside and all that. So they look for really speed. And again, Chase Edmonds could probably do that. But as the, that was the, my initial reaction. But again, he's fast enough where he can still play a role. He can still probably, you know contribute there and then when we were signed Raheem Mostert that one I was like okay I was expecting that that made humongous sense right like the Raheem Mostert is like, okay this is a perfect fit you know for the offense I'm expecting that might make Daniel to implement but I'm a huge fan of Chase and also another thing to take into consideration is that Mike Daniel had to play against Chase Edmonds two times you know every single year so he's seen Chase in action so there's something about Chase where he's like okay I can use this guy in my offense. So that's another way I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, okay, that made me more excited. Okay, there's a reason why you brought him in. So again, I. but to be honest, what another thing that was surprising though is that Chase Edmonds and Miles Gaskin are very similar. So mm-hmm. that's the only other thing that I was like, in terms of like weight and speed and height and all that, like they're very similar kind of guys. So that was the only other thing that was a little surprising. But, and, I, and again, and Gaskin is a complete fade in Dynasty. If anyone needed to know, like, yeah. Now yeah. you know. Yo, he gone. He gone. Yeah, you know, he but gone. He did, yeah it's so, A couple weeks back, John, I was saying, and, and I got a lot of blowback. I actually got four different people on Twitter from that, just from listening to the podcast, who ripped me up when I said Raheem Mostert is a nice back-end stash. He's a guy to get thrown into a trade. He could have, and they're like, no, he's washed. John, Raheem Mostert, I got thrown in, you know, for I, I one one league I gave the four eleven. I was like, yo, if I add the four eleven, will you throw in Mostert? They're like, yeah, sure. You know, thinking that. he's completely done. What do you think of this backfield? How do you think it shakes out? Do they take do they take a rookie? What do they do here? Or is it just we're going in there with Edmonds, we're going in there with Mostert, and who ends up leading that backfield? Yeah, I, I kind I'm kind of with Troy. I feel like Mike McDaniel. He knows what he's getting with Raheem Mostert. He's going to want to have that speed on the field. And he's a guy that's going to be able to carry the load a lot more than Chase Edmonds at his size. Yeah. But look, I think that they're, they're going to want to get Edmonds as a weapon. He's got that lateral agility. He can certainly catch the ball. That's probably his go-to. Kind of, maybe does get used like Gaskin, to Troy's point. So I think they're going to use them both. I think that they want to get Raheem Mostert, healthy, kind of keep him on the field. So they're going to mix in Edmonds. It looks like a committee. But for me, the 1A, if I had to guess right now, for 2022, I think it's Mostert. I like it. I agree. We got, right now, Chase Edmonds is going at RB39. Mung, is that a smash or a pass for you? Or we, we liked him, you know, 
when he was in Arizona, we kept talking about when he gets his opportunity. RB 39. How you feeling on that? Yeah, I mean, that's a smash for me because money talks. They went out and they got Edmonds. And for me, I, I'm actually a little bit uh, different from you guys in that I think Edmonds is who I want most, but I would not pay a first-round pick for him. And then I actually want Gaskin as the 1B because Raheem Mostert is the Will Fuller of running backs. He is not going to stay Maybe he starts week one as the 1A. Maybe he does. Body's but made of week six, I, I, I would bet – that Gaskin is the 1B because oh, I don't yes. think that Mostert is going to be healthy. So I think, now, if anything, Gaskin's the buy low for me, and I would sell Mostert for any second-round rookie pick. Mostert is made of paper mache. We know he'll go down. But before he does, he's going to have some RB1, RB2 weeks. Let, let's move over to Arizona where Edmonds left. I mean, James Conner we had been talking about all offseason. Just go buy James Conner cheap. No one is cheaper RB1 than James Conner. And then he gets paid, you know, and, and great for him. I'm excited. You know, obviously his story is, is fantastic, but James Conner gets paid and the man's been an RB1 when he's on the football field. Now all of a sudden, I mean, is it a smash? Ex- what you have is, is James Conner a smash or pass as an RB2 for a competing team? John. For a competing team, James Conner is a smash. Again, this is kind of going back to the style that I like to play, play to win. And we saw what the upside Chase Edmonds is gone. I mean, the other guys left. I mean, you know, Benjamin. Uh, okay. Um, I, I do actually think, and we should be prepared for Arizona to take another running back. Um, so, you know, you might even consider waiting until that happens and then go get yourself some James Conner. But look, I mean, that offense is going to score a lot. They showed they like to use him in the red zone. He's proven he got a three-year contract. I know yeah. he's old, but we're talking about competing in a three-year window. That's pretty tempting. I'm okay with him as my RB2. I'd, I'd love it if he's my flex. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, and that's the situation I would typically have. you got to have some running back depth if you're going to compete. But I'm cool with that. And, and Mung, a couple months back, you know, it was week, 15, or week 13, we were like, who are those guys we're buying? And you and I were really saying, yes. well, let's go buy James yes. Conner. Let's go buy Leonard Fournette for second-round picks. If you did that, guess what? You have – two guys that are locked up for three years. Go, they won you that championship. Now they're in a position where they're both locked up for three years, and you have borderline RB1s with both Fournette and James Conner. I love both of them this year for 2022, and I feel like you could still, even though they both got paid, Mung, I think you could both you could get them still for second-round picks. I don't think anybody's paying a first for RB3 Fournette. I think you get still. Yeah. second and a throw-in, and I think you get an RB1. Yeah, well, I'll say this. I think Fournette is worth a first because, one, Tampa Bay has a much better offensive line, and, two, I don't know that they're going to make any significant moves at running back behind Fournette with Vaughn as the backup, whereas I do think Arizona, like you guys said, will add another back, even if it's day three um, in the draft. And, two, Connor's got a little bit more of a worrisome injury history uh, that makes me a little bit more concerned. Obviously, he stayed healthy for the most part last year. Um, but that's really the first time we saw it, right? Pittsburgh, we were really excited about him as a Steeler, but he just never really put together an entire season. Troy, anything to add on either of those guys? They worth like a late first. And, yeah, I feel like James Conner, I'm a huge James Conner fan. I get both of them RB1s easy. I do think Arizona. I think they get maybe – Maybe a day two running back. I see mm-hmm. them probably doing that. Uh, but yeah, I love both of them. If you're competing, want to grab them. If I, you can, you could probably get them for late seconds. Well, maybe not for that, but James Conner, you could probably get for yeah. a mid to late second. I would offer that for him. And I, I feel like it's what we advocated two years ago with Tom Brady. We're like, hey, buy him for a late first. And they're like, ah, he's only got one year left. Nope, it's been three now. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> that's how you win. That's how things get done. One more running back to talk about here, John. And I know this is somebody that. I, um, you know, Troy, you talk about as well, but Joe Mixon just upgraded that Cincinnati yeah. offensive line, right? I mean, that is one of the yes, most underseen did. things where they beefed up that O line, and he was an RB one last year. Smash or pass, Joe Mixon being in, let's say, you know, RB ten this year, and then we also have a trade to go after there. So RB ten. Now let's let's beef it up, John. We had him as RB six okay. last year. He was our RB six. So we're gonna say RB six. Smash or pass this year, Troy? RB6? Yeah, is that too, is that too rich? <laughs> Were you closer with 10? 
I, ten absolutely. Six is like that's that's kind of because it's Smash is over that right. It's only not like I can't I can't go six. But he, could he finish there? Absolutely. But for me to just proclaim it right now, I'm, I'm gonna slow down because again they got they got too many other weapons. Chase Higgins. So I'm like. If there was only if he if it was like a Jonathan Taylor situation where it was like he was just the main dude, okay. But six yeah, is too much. I think RB ten. Yeah, I like that. Troy, you must be in my notes because one of our <laughs> listeners, his name is Johnny Taylor twenty eight, and he sent me a DM. He goes, 10 team contender. He was offered Chubb and Juju from Mixon. Now Juju obviously goes to Kansas City, just trying to throw all the all the news, all the free agent frenzy in there, all the trades. Chubb and Juju or Mixon? Which side you taking? He just said it's a 10-teamer, so we all know in 10 teams you want the studs. The depth isn't quite as important. Chubb and Juju or Mixon? Who you taking? Oh, that's actually a really good trade. Like, I feel like it's really kind of equal. Yeah. I think this is kind of tough. I might go, I guess it depends on my what my wide receiver thing is, but just if – that's, it came in my inbox. I'm, I might go to Chubb Brown. I might go okay. to Chubb Juju. I think I might do Chubb Juju. And I think a lot of it has to stem off of what you think of, of Juju. Because mm-hmm. he, he yeah. originally messaged me, Troy. He goes, hey, where do you have Chubb and Mixon in your rankings? And I said, I have Mixon two spots ahead of Chubb, but I have him in a tier slightly above. you know. And I think Chubb is the best guy in the tier right below him. I don't quite have them in the same tier. And he's like, well, the guy offered me Juju, or he offered Juju in there. I mean, what do you think? And I think that closes the gap, but I think Juju is an interesting topic, right? I mean, I think Juju is someone who two years ago when we had Ryan McDowell was saying everything for Juju, right? He was going to be the dynasty wide receiver one. Feels like forever ago. Feels like when we were talking about Trubisky and Mariota being quarterbacks. No, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, it, it feels like so long ago. Now he goes to a situation that is ultimately the best possible situation, but he's number three in that KC offense. I mean, how excited should we be for this this opportunity here for Juju? I would say, and, and this is, I feel like it's going to be a case study, right? Because we have seen time and time again the wide receiver two on the Chiefs is pretty much irrelevant. However, right. Juju's the best wide receiver we've seen go there, right? We've seen Josh Gordon a washed up. That's Josh right. Gordon. That's right. We've seen Miko Harmon experiment where he could sometimes flash, but not consistent. So Juju's going to be the most talented wide receiver two they've had. So is it going to be talent wins out and it's going to earn the opportunities? Or is this going to be the same old song and dance? Where is this going to be Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? It's to be seen. I'm hoping that maybe most likely it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle of both of those. But I think Juju talented enough where he's going to earn targets. But I think that's going to be a huge test. How much of the target share is Juju going to command in that offense? I like that a lot. John, I mean, how do you see that situation breaking down? I also want to hear what you think about Kelsey because I'm seeing some people in their rankings because of age, moving Kelsey down to like tight end four. And I, I just can't get behind it. I mean, I love Travis Kelsey. You got to play in that two to three year window. I feel like he's elite during that time, but talk to me a little bit. Oh, I absolutely think Kelsey's still going to be elite in the next two, three year window. You, you know how I feel about it. And I, I'm definitely taking Kelsey anytime he starts sliding into that tight end four five range. And I do think this is going to be interesting. I really like the way Troy put this, this case study to see now that they finally have a legit wide receiver two with Juju. And how is that going to impact Kelsey? You know, are they going to go to Juju more in the red zone there? And you know, they both kind of run out of the slot a lot. Is that going to hurt Kelsey here? I don't think it really has to. I, I really think that they're just going to have those three main weapons. I think Tyreek and Kelsey are so plugged in in that Andy Reid offense with Mahomes. I don't think anything's going to change that really. Maybe game to game, Juju takes some of those targets. Uh, but I, I, I really like all three of them, to tell you the truth. Um, the, the value on those guys is going to be hard to come by, except for Kelsey, as we mentioned. Tyreek's and Juju are still going to be pretty expensive. But test the waters right now. See what you could possibly get for Juju. I, I think he's going to do great in KC, personally. Mung, I think if you get a first for Juju, I'm taking that. But I'm yes. seeing most people on Twitter like, hey, should I get Juju or the 205 in this class? You know, And I'm like... I mean, Juju's young enough that that is a spot for me where I'm willing to invest a little bit. But talk to me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I would sum up my thoughts on Kansas City that the winner here is Mahomes, right? I mean, he finally gets a reliable yeah, number right three off. guy behind Hill and Kelsey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would value Juju around an early second, so kind of like a Jarvis Landry okay, type okay. role where he's going to have some big weeks here and there, but probably better for best ball um, because he'll have some quiet weeks too with the touchdowns probably going to Kelsey in the red zone and then the long bombs to Hill. I think this frees up Hardman a little bit, but it really just helps the overall offense, Mahomes. And for me, I do have Kelsey as my tight end four in Dynasty because I don't think he's slowing down this year, but he is going to be 33 years old. Uh, He's really reaching that cusp where I don't know that he's going to be elite for quite uh, or for much longer, I should say. And then the one thing I did want to bring up with Kelsey is he missed his entire rookie year because he had a knee surgery um, and it was a lingering issue. And he's been crazy healthy ever since. One of the most consistent guys out there at tight end. Um, but, you know, getting up there in age, does the knee start to flare up again a little bit? So, yeah, I think tight end four, tight end five is about right for Kelsey at this point. Don't you put that on Kelsey, man. Shameful, shameful. Don't you put that on him. <laughs> no injury. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Knock on wood. No. <laughs> I want Kelsey to be amazing, but I, I think the risk is there. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Hey, uh, moving on to, like, we were talking rookie fever a little bit. That's setting in for people. Brees Hall is going at RB8 right now in DLF ADP. That is the exact same spot as Joe Mixon. We just talked about that. Troy, smash or pass? We take a Brees Hall or Joe Mixon? You're on the clock right now. You know, and let's obviously we're talking third, fourth round, or probably more like third round. So it depends mm-hmm. on what you did, pick one or pick two. I understand that, but if I come to you right now and I say, "Do you want Brees Hall or Joe Mixon?" Who do you want? I want Brees Hall, and the reason why I want Brees Hall is because how the rest of the community values Brees Hall, okay. right? Because yeah. even if he doesn't end up, because everyone expects him maybe not to be Jonathan Taylor, but everyone expects him to be really good, right? So let's say I have him, right? He's a very coveted asset at this moment in time. So, and obviously, his landing spot's going to be a huge part of it. But right now, if so, I would get more in trade if I'm trading like a Brees Hall, for example, than Joe Mixon. And that's yeah. just kind of for a lot of people. Again, it's rookie fever, right? It's rookie season. Again, again, landing spot's going to definitely shift it, especially he goes to a very ideal spot. But right now, people are obsessed with Brees Hall, so I'll take that whether I want to keep him or I want to sell him. I'm going to get more for Brees Hall at this moment, most likely, than Joe Mixon. And it's dynasty startup season, and that's a great point yeah. because you take Brees Hall, guess what? Everybody wants him. There's You're not going to go to anybody in your league and be like, no thanks, I don't like exactly. stud rookie running backs. But then you take Joe Mixon and you shop him to the rest of your league, and you know some people have a bias on Joe Mixon. Some people believe that last year was a fluke. Other people, you know, like you, you get that right asset. And we got to say that in dynasty startups. You take the rookie picks. You know, if you're if you're torn between the 108 and and player X, guess what? Not everybody likes player X, but everybody loves rookie picks this time of year. Or you get those situations like you got to play the game. You know, and you, all of us here at Smash, except we're volume traders, we make moves left and right. And some of you guys, you know, feel a little bit less comfortable with that. Take the value, move the value, make it rain. <laughs> That's right, John. So next guy, wanted to talk about here a little bit. Is Chris Godwin? You know, Chris Godwin gets he gets his deal. He has, it's coming off that ACL tear, but right now, if you're a 22 contending team, do you have him as your wide receiver one? Would he be in your wide receiver 12 smash or pass Monk? No, that's an easy pass for me. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee that he's gonna be ready come week one. Uh, it's part of the reason I'm pretty high on Russell Gage in redraft this year because I do think he's gonna see volume, particularly early in the season. So I, I, I love that Godwin's back long-term, but again, we don't know how long Brady's going to stick around coming back from his retirement. Uh, so that's a pretty easy pass for me. I, I like the Russell Gage talk because I've been buying him for third-round picks because people are just throwing him up there on their trade blocks. You know, I love this. one of the coolest features in Sleeper, but people just put him on. As soon as news happens, boom, they put him up there, and they're like, well, he's nobody. I really liked Russell Gage in Atlanta as the wide receiver, you know, the guy right behind Pitts. But I like him here, too. I mean, I feel like there there mm-hmm. is some upside there, and that's that's a great point. John, yeah. you smashing yeah, it, or passing at 12? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Like, I think I might pass there. I might be with Monk, but here's the thing. I actually think that Godwin is going to continue to drop a bit. Uh, people are going to get rookie fever with these incoming wide receivers, number one. Two, because of the injury and any risk-averse manager like Monk, for example. So 
I actually think that he could be an appreciating asset. Godwin could. If you can get him cheap enough, if he's dropping down into that wide receiver two range, think about this. He comes back healthy, gets paired up with Tom Brady again. They're going to air it out in that offense. He might be the number one target. Then you can sell for a profit, you know, similar to what Troy was saying on market value for Brees Hall. Gauge the market value on Godwin. I might pass it wide receiver 12, but if you can get him at, you know, let's say wide receiver 16, 17 range, come on. You might be able to then flip that back to a competing team during the season when he's scoring touchdowns left and right with Tom Brady. Yeah, and Troy, bring us home. I mean, that's he has been falling to that range in that 16, 17. Smash or pass at 12? Softly passing. Okay. <laughs> Same thing everyone said. I'm softly passing. because It's again, like a cuddle. You know, like, yeah, it's like a cuddle. <laughs> right, right. It's a cuddle because, again, he's, he's nice. going to be back eventually. Everybody but it's going to be like 14, 15 range. So softly passing. So my man Vince P, that's at V Pizzle. Love that. This is a this is a trade that's just exciting to me. So we got he put, just put twelve teams Superflex tight end premium. He didn't say which side he's got, but we're looking at Kyle Pitts, Chris Godwin in a third. The other side's got Chase and Kittle. Like this is like one of the most polarizing Ooh, deals because those tough. are the guys there. Mung, I mean, I know you love Chase and Kittle. But on the other side, you got Pitts, Godwin, in a twenty-three second. Which side do you like? Oh man, <laughs> this is tough. This uh, is right. I would, I would lean the Pitts side ever so slightly in tight end premium, um, just because I'm not sure how much volume there's going to be in San Francisco. We know Kittle's talent, but that's been, uh, you know, the issue there is, is PPR volume. All right, I, I actually went the Chase and Kittle side because I said Chase and Pitts pretty even. You know, but I I do prefer yeah. Kittle in tight end premium over Godwin in a second. I know that's how we break things down. And and Troy, my man V Pizzle is trusting you now to break the tie. I mean, it is completely oh, on you. God. V Pizzle's team is in your hands. Let's break it up. V Pizzle, man. This is a tough <laughs> question, yo. This probably wasn't the hardest. I almost want to, like, do a poll on Twitter because I'm very yeah. curious about this. Okay. So just to... Pitts, Godwin, and a 2023 20, second. Correct. Or Kittle and Chase. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I know, right? I get these oh, in my inbox oh, all the oh, time, oh. Troy. And they're like, here, your future's in my hands, you Dad. And I'm like, all right, let's figure this out. This, this is what I want to do. Just, I'm going to go with the best player in the trade to tie, to, tie, to break the tie. So I'm going to go to Chase. Side. All right. John, John, should we throw this back to you just to make it even yeah. more confusing no, here, for V Pizzle? I was trying to say, like, he's going to cuddle with Kyle Pitts and he's going <laughs> to gently lay him down, you know? Yeah. Is he spooning, I mean, though? I mean, are we spooning with it? Maybe. Maybe. He's one of the hardest trade questions I've probably had. I think in so, a very too. Because it is a good one. The absolute premium assets that we're talking about. But I yeah. would just slightly, gently, very gently, following a cuddle session, go with the Jamar Chase side. And I know we're, we're trying to keep you right at that hour mark. It, one, one of our questions from one of our listeners, they, they, the Listener League in our Patreon, these guys are asking questions all the time. The guy we're getting the most questions about right now is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson now gets to go play with Matthew Stafford after Blake Bortles, after you know a Andy Dalton. I mean, he has had a plethora of garbage quarterbacks. How high should we value Allen Robinson for this year and for the, the next couple years in his contract? For this year, I feel like he's a borderline wide receiver one. I feel like I said it pretty nice. confidently. With mm-hmm. Stafford in that offense, like, yeah, obviously, look, Cup's obviously going to be the main guy. But we – again, this is the best quarterback Allen Robinson's ever played with by far. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I feel like he's on that fringe wide receiver one. I think going forward, I mean, we'll see if they re-sign OBJ. I feel like that would make things a little bit more complicated in terms of target share. But if it's mm-hmm. like – going to be them and like van jefferson i'm pretty confident that alan robinson is going to hold on to that target share so in the future i think he'll be a wide receiver too but i think for this upcoming year i like him as a borderline wide receiver one i like it. and there was a recent trade I, I a guy said he gave up uh hopkins in the 107 and he got alan robinson the 103 and the 203 and i told him that was a smash except and oh, everybody yeah. kind of got on me about that i said there was not going to be a i don't think there's going to be a huge difference between robinson and hopkins this year as comparison to that 103 107 because somebody in that 103 i mean willis is going to go hall's going to go but somebody's going to emerge let's say kenneth walker goes to a spot where he's going to be a, a you know an rb1 or Traylon burks goes to a one of these teams that we really want him to go to i mean 
don't trade them picks yet. That's what I keep telling everybody. Even if you're trying to move back, unless you are clear on winning that trade by a lot and Guys, send them over to us at hashtag smash accept. But, Troy, love the conversation. I mean, this was one of the most fun podcasts we've had. Love having you come on here. Why don't you tell everybody, you know, what you have going on, where they can find you. Well, thank you guys again so much. It's been such a fun conversation to have with y'all. Y'all can find me at T-King Mode, pretty much on social media sites, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Twitter's my home base, so just follow me at T-King Mode. any of those sites, and just appreciate the support. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, thanks, Troy. Mung, why don't you tell everybody what you have at Fantrax right now, and then we'll we'll close out with you, Slim Shady. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm updating these dynasty rankings almost daily just for you guys, so you have up-to-date info on trades. Um, you guys can check them out. It's my pinned tweet right now, uh, Fantrax HQ. They're all there. And, of course, you can find me at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Hey, everybody, come follow me at dynasty underscore trades it's been good to be back chopping it up with t king mode troy king loved every minute of it but uh again back great being back with the smash crew back to you dad thanks again for tuning in guys and enjoy the process that was fun